Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, it's Dr. Shannon Roberts, and we are ready to start our living exceedingly mind, body, and spirit livenar. So we have a lot in store in the next 30 to 40 or so minutes. I can't wait to share with you all the information that I want you to have. Hopefully you guys are recovering from the... um, Thanksgiving holiday season, we're moving into our festive Christmas season, and then before we know it, 2022 will be coming to an end, and we're looking at brand new beginning of a new year. And that's why I wanted to kind of show up with you to you today, because, listen, people do not fail because they plan to fail, they just don't plan to when. So I want you to have this information now so that you can begin setting up all the things that you uh, want to in the new year um, to be able to be exactly where you want to be at the end of 2023, exactly a year from now. So listen, let's just start out by um, the name of the Leibnar, exceedingly living abundantly mind, body, and spirit. What does that mean? (laughs) What does it mean to live abundantly, not only in your mind, but your body and your spirit? Okay, so let's just go to the basic. What does abundantly mean? Abundantly means overflowing fullness. Overflowing fullness. Plentifully. Living in great quantity, more than adequate, over sufficient. So when I think of those words, those are rich and deep and big, that we have the capacity to live in overflow, in plenty, in great quantities above adequacy, above sufficiency, more than. And I don't know about you, that sounds exactly what I would want for my life. When is the last time, ladies, beautiful friends out there, that you lived with a state of hope? Or here's, here, here, here's, here's the one I like, positive expectation When is the last time that you thought beyond just the vanilla of life or that you would attempt to risk to reach for more? Well, I hope by the end of today, it gets your motors running. It gets your imagination going. It gets your heart ready to desire to want more. And I get it. 
a lot of times when we are in that state of, well, if I expect and then I'm let down, that disappointment is so hard. So if I just manage my expectation, Dr. Shannon, then I don't have to worry about anything. I'm not disappointed, right? I get that. We walk through seasons, whether it's a season of uh, loss, whether it's a season of maintenance, just getting through, whether it's a season of managing really some some really real things, depression, anxiety, um, whether we're in relational compress or um, some kind of state, maybe divorce, breakups, um, I get those seasons. And sometimes those seasons have us sitting in our emotions until we can just get to the other side. And that that is part of the process is leaning in and bearing, you know, that season. But then there's these other things that part of not just accepting getting to the other side is to achieve or attain or really want even above just getting through. And so that's what I want to offer you you today is just, could you allow yourself for the beginning of the possibility of 2023 to think you could deserve more, want more, incorporate the necessary things to have overflow and plenty. So that's what this is our time today to talk through. What are those things? Because they're real and they're biblical and they're science. And I, that's what I do for a living as a licensed mental health counselor in the field of um, working with women and couples. I, um, have made it a life calling and a life passion to incorporate spiritual biblical components to those that match science. That um, they don't contradict because I do believe in a great being called God that says, I'm going to reveal myself to my children because I created them for my pleasure. And I'm going to reveal myself in the word that I leave them, the Bible, and my creation that I've left for their pleasure, science. And those two can go hand in hand. And they have the secret sauce of how we can live abundantly in our mind and in our body and in our spirit. So let me just kind of back up before we move forward. How did you get here, Shannon? How did you get to this place where um, this was just so ingrained in your in your ethos that you just wanted this to be your life calling and passion? So I was born and raised. I'm an Oklahoma girl from Oki, Oklahoma City, um, and salt of the earth people out there. If any of you guys are out there watching, hey, even though I've been in Florida for 21 years. <laughs> 
And even though I hope Florida regards me as now a native, um, I still have my roots in Boomer Sooner and um, Go Pokes worlds, you know, Oklahoma City, born and raised. And um, came from a divorced family, very young. In fact, a series of divorces from both my mom and my dad's side, leaving me broken, um, hungry, not literally, by the way, but just, is there more, right? And so I had a friend of the family take me into church from a very young age, and I heard a gospel message that I had a heavenly father that would never leave or forsake me, and really kind of entered into that kind of walking relationship from a very young child, taking myself to church as one of the first family members in my family to embrace faith as a journey. And it sustained me. I happened to be good in school. So that's kind of the place I poured my efforts in to these two environments, church and, um, and academia. And went to a small um, private Baptist um, university um, because they gave me money. Thank you very much. <laughs> very appreciative of the scholarship programs at Oklahoma Baptist University. And I um, majored in psychology and counseling and religion. The, my two worlds, right? Came out of that, my very first job outside of college was being on staff as a youth minister to a very, very large church in Oklahoma City. And here I am, freshly 21, and I am supposedly leading um, girls um, that are just sometimes a few years my, my you know, younger so I didn't know what I was doing. I just know I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to lean in and show up and I'm going to love, I'm going to love as hard as I feel like I can give. And so we're taking like 200 teenagers to church camp for a week. I don't know if any of you out there have been to Falls Creek, <laughs> wonderful, holy ground. But um, anyway, so I'm sitting on my bottom bunk in the corner of a very long row of dorms of bunks. You know, if we took 200 students and that meant a hundred of them were girls. So here we were a hundred girls all in the same room, one communal bathroom. Thank goodness. A lot of toilets, sinks and mirrors. And one of the tasks um, that we were given for that week was that everyone that was in leadership were to write a handwritten note of encouragement to every one of the students to give out on the final night. And I'm sitting here going, okay, got to pace myself, right? <laughs> what am I going to say that would be in, in any way, shape or form, thoughtful or meaningful? And, you know, as um, a relationship with our God does, he, he just impresses, you know, he impresses on the heart. And if you get still enough and quiet enough, the spirit in you resonates um, with the big supreme being. And he said, Shana, just tell him what I did on, in your life. Tell him what I did in your life. And this is what I want for you ladies out there. 
something that is so big in your life that you can't explain it other than something bigger than yourself, right? So I did, and I found a verse um, that have has ever since been my um, verse, my life verse, that I come back to, and it resonates, and it gives me um, more food for that day to get by plentifully. And it is Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly, beyond all they can think or imagine, because of the power that lives within them. And that was what I began giving out, the hope of something greater. And even fast forward, I'm 57 today, so uh, I don't know, you do the math. <laughs> I can't. Give me a person, don't give me a number. Um, it still is the life verse I have picked for me for 2022, and it's printed out right beside my makeup mirror because I do my mental and spiritual preparation at the same time every day that I try to look halfway decent physically. So, but let me tell you why that was my verse this year. Because even in seasons of plenty and want, it still has had to sustain me. I've walked through in the last couple of years another season of great brokenness, disappointment, loss relationally. Um, I'm in a new chapter of life, empty nest, having raised my three wonderful children and set them off on their way, which is a good thing, right? It's a bittersweet thing. And then there's the other parts of my life that I didn't think would be a part of this chapter. And I still had to go back to wanting more, not settling for life upset and disappointment, for believing in the same capacity to come out even bigger and better than I could ever think or imagine of what I thought my life was going to be like this year, right? So dear beautiful friends out there that are listening to these words, listen, this is, this has not only been sustaining in my personal life, it has been sustaining in my professional calling and purpose. And that's why I bring it to you with such conviction and joy. Um, so in the most recent couple of years, after having worked individually with women in this um, circumstances, I found that there were themes that I was beginning to teach and, and say over and over again. And they were, they were seeing such big and wonderful results that I was like, okay, I'm called to kind of put this into a condensed um, kind of um, informational kind of way and, and to give back and to give out um, because there's just so much you can do in a 50 minute session, one-on-one, -on -one, and there you lose the amount of um, time for messaging, you know, if you're capped in that little box. So here you are today, benefiting from me trying to give out in a bigger kind of capacity. And we'll be telling you more about that at the end of our time together. So stick with me. So 
what is mind, body, and spirit then? How are we to live then this bigger than, more plentiful life in those three components? There's so much new research on how these three components are very closely connected into one body of yours. And they have influence and impact on one another, your mind, on your body, your body, on your mind, your spirit, on your mind, your spirit, on your body, all interconnected biblically and scientifically. And, you know, I had mentioned that we were we were created by something bigger than ourselves for that greater pleasure. Right. So just like God is in triune. There's three components of him. There's the God, there's Jesus, and there's the Holy Spirit. We too, formed in his image, have all three components residing as one in us. Our mind, which is our mental cognitions and emotions. Our body, the physical um, capsule that holds us, encompasses us together. Um, creating the physiological components of life itself, including blood and breath, right? And all the systems that keep those going. And then there is our spirit, this interconnectedness to one another and to something bigger than ourselves that gives us meaning and purpose, right? So, and it's biblical. God talks about it too. Just as God is three in one, creator, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, humans were created as three parts, body, mind, and spirit. First Thessalonians 5.23. So let's start with our mind. What does it mean to live abundantly in your mind? So we all have a relationship with ourselves. Good, bad, or unknown. But we all have conversation with ourselves about ourselves and about others. So how we filter the world, how we see and make sense of it is conversationally in our cognitions. I don't know. I don't know. Some of you might think, well, I know I talk to myself. I talk to myself out loud. <laughs> so do I, by the way. Um, but sometimes we're talking to ourselves and we're very unaware that we're not presently involving ourselves. Like we can be driving down the street and in our mind replaying a conversation from earlier, trying to make sense of it, or already kind of thinking of our test list that we're going to get to next and trying to make sense of that, all the while not even noticing or taking in the information, sight, sound, smell, touch that grounds us in that moment. And we get home, we're like, wait, did I go through that intersection? Was it a red light? Was it a green light? Right? It's because our mind can be in a different place, but yet our bodies be in control and on autopilot, keeping us safe and making us move through. So we are in relationships with ourselves and having conversations with ourselves about ourselves, about our experiences, about how we make sense of the world and others around us, right? 
This episode of the Love Leading Podcast is sponsored by the Marriage Made Whole program, a two-day intensive retreat in Tampa, Florida, working live with Dr. Shannon in a private, warm, and embracing environment where you and your spouse will receive individualized care comparable to six months worth of counseling, leading you from pain to healing, conflict to connection, while giving you the tools of communication that get you unstuck and on the path to intimacy. You will have comprehensive follow-up care that keeps you on your journey and is chocked full of services to meet your needs back home. For more information, go to shannonrobertscounseling.com and schedule your 30-minute free phone consultation today to discuss how you too can start your path back to each other. Enjoy the rest of the show. And whatever those conversations are, are the beginning points. What we're understanding in science is that what we think gives rise to how we feel, our emotions, and our emotions impact that motivation, electricity in our bodies, our want-tos on how we show up in life. And that then impacts then the outcome, our behaviors. So in theory, if we're not liking how we're feeling, how we're showing up in life, our want-tos or our behaviors, in theory, science and Bibles tell us then we have the capacity to go back to those originating thought processes, those cognitions, those conversations, the stories we're telling ourselves that how we make sense of ourselves and the world, that if we go back and move and shift those things, the way we think, the way we tell stories about ourselves, how we make sense of things, and we shift those, then we get a total different trajectory. If we shift our thoughts, then it shifts our emotions. Depending on what emotion shows up, either heightens that electricity, that motivation, those the chemistry of want to in our bodies. And then that changes the options of behaviors we have available to us. So it all starts with those stories. So my challenge to you today is what are your stories that you tell yourself about yourself? What are those core beliefs that you have been carrying with you about who you are in this world and what you are and what you can do and how you show up and how people treat you and how you make sense of life things. And follow that all the way down the line. When those stories show up, when those core beliefs present themselves in what you tell yourself, what emotions then follow? What? How does that kind of either bring the electricity up in your body up or down? 
And then what are your action tendencies? And then try shifting those. You're going, oh, there's this, this positive psychology pop stuff, Shannon. No, I'm not asking you to believe lies. I mean, I could tell you to believe all day long you're going to live the, win the lottery tomorrow, and that's just not going to be the truth. And then we're kind of living in denial or delusion. I'm not asking of that. But there is a way to challenge your thoughts and reset those thoughts every day. Because there's every side of the, there's two sides of the pancake. There are things about you that are true that aren't so great that we can either hunker down on. You're such a failure. You're such a disappointment. Everyone knew you weren't going to be able to live up to that. Or you always make the wrong choices. You let yourself down. You're not the smartest on the block or the prettiest or the funniest, right? Or there's the other side of the pancake, right? That you you kind of do believe in yourself. You know, I'm a good mom. I'm a good friend. I'm a good worker. I, I do spread some joy and some good in this world. So we have two banks and we just got to make sure that we're not always landing on the negative end of it. So there has to be a mental reframe, a mental um, reset, a, a intentional, purposeful practice of moving your compass due north daily. In fact, science says that if we can get so good at this, that it can be equally as effective as any kind of medication. So if it can be equally effective as medication, the only thing more effective is both, by the way, but if it can be equally as effective as a medication, a mood maintenance or a mood heightening medication, then we have to take it as directed too. Listen, I'm hoping that you practice daily hygiene. I mean... I'm assuming you do. I'm, I'm hoping that you bathe and um, brush your teeth and paint the barn in some kind of capacity if that's what you think and need and want. But I hope that there's some kind of daily discipline practice that you were taught, hopefully, as a young child. Hey, before you go out and start talking to people, you might want to put a little toothpaste in there, right? <laughs> That we have to get so disciplined equally in creating our mental hygiene practices too. That we're cleaning up our thought processes about ourselves and about others and about our calling purpose and value and worth in this world. That we have to get so good at knowing how to do those mental shifts, those mental hygiene, showering, cleaning processes daily and taking as directed as equally to our other hygiene practices. And the more we get, better we get, 
the more it shifts and changes us mentally, emotionally, and it comes out behaviorally. So under uncovering what your core beliefs are means that you're going to have to spend time recognizing your thoughts, listening to what those natural tendencies are, maybe even taking some time to understand where and why they show up as your core beliefs. Where'd they come from? Sometimes there's family of origin, you know, a messaging that we, you know, have adopted that it might've come from some other kind of more strategic, impactful life events in our in the course of our lifetime that we've just decided to believe. And there really may be a false belief um, or a belief that you no longer want to carry or should carry or never should have had in the first place. But that means we have to understand it, where it came from and why. We're spending that kind of time, making the intentional habit then of creating the other core belief that we're going to, be in charge of shifting to, and then replacing it. I have them. I told you I had my life first up by uh, um, <clears throat> my mirror um, every morning. I have all of my new core beliefs that I'm mentally cleaning myself up towards every day. So writing those down. First, you have to identify the old ones, understand where they came from to get to the new ones. What are those? What are those? I challenge you to spend some time sitting in your thoughts, identifying them, being understanding, being curious, not judgmental, having compassion for yourself in those moments, and honesty, authentic, curious honesty with yourself. What are those core beliefs? Where did they come from? And then having the capacity to reframe them. Second Corinthians 2, 5 says that we do have the capacity. We are in, we are not our thoughts. We're not in control of the thoughts that come in, but it says we have the ability to control those thoughts once known, that we can take those thoughts captive. And Philippians 4, 8 says that we have the capacity to redirect them to a different line of thinking. Whatever is good, right, pure, lovely, you are to think on these things. It's in our power to do so. Just because we have the thought doesn't mean it's real. And just because the thought is there doesn't mean we can't shift it. So resetting, challenging, and reframing your mind is a habit and a discipline that you can begin on a daily basis and making it a part of your morning hygiene routine. Empirically supported interventions of what I've been doing um, for a long time in mental health counseling. Some of it, you might be familiar with the word CBT or cognitive therapy, mindfulness practices, all of these areas that help you with that discipline of mental hygiene. Uh, okay, moving on. Gosh, Lee, it's already 1.36. Thank you guys for hanging with me. So body, not only do we have a relationship with our mind, with ourselves, we have a relationship with our body. Good, bad, or indifferent, right? We hear um, body imaging, how we think of ourselves in our physical form. 
And let me just tell you, sometimes for women, this takes a little bit of more work to grow in a relationship of embracing and self-compassion, of appreciating and being grateful for the body that we are given that encapsulates the physical container that encapsulates our minds, our bodies, our, I mean, our minds, our personalities, our, um, our gift sets, right? So I, in order to just let you get an idea of how that shift can begin to look, let me just, I want to read an excerpt. It's um, from, um, actually, Jen Hatmaker actually quoted um, in her book, oh, what is her name? A different author. I hate that I don't have that author's name because that's, it's copyrighted material. I will have to put it down in the um, show notes after I'm done. But it says this. Hang with me. This is such a beautiful share. Your body walked with you all the way through childhood. Climbed the trees and rode the bikes and danced the ballet steps and walked you into the first day of high school. How else would you have learned to love the smell of brownies, toasted bagels, onions and garlic sizzling in olive oil? Your body perfectly delivered the sounds of Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston, and Bon Jovi right into your memories. She, your body, named she because she's part of who you are, her, all embodied. She gave you your first kiss, which you felt on your lips and in your stomach, a coordinated body venture. She drove you to college and hiked the Grand Canyon. She might have carried your backpack through Europe and fed you croissants. She watched still magnolias and knew right when to let the tears fall. Maybe your body walked you down the aisle and kissed your person and made promises and threw flowers. Your body carried you into your first big interview and nailed it, calmed you down, smiled charmingly, delivered the right words. Sex? That is some of your body's best work. Your body might have incubated, nourished, and delivered a whole new human life, maybe even two or three. She is how you cherish the smell of those babies, the feel of their cheeks, the sound of them calling your name. How else are you going to taste deep dish pizza and French onion soup? You have your body to thank for every good thing you have ever experienced. She has been good to you and to others. Your body delivered you to people who needed you the exact moment you showed up. She kissed away little tears and patched up skin knees. She holds hands that need holding and hugs necks that need hugging. Your body nurtures minds and souls with her presence, with her lovely eyes. She looks deliberately at people who so deeply need to be seen. She nourishes folks with food, stirring and dicing and roasting and baking. Your body has sat quietly with sad, sick and suffering friends. She has also wrapped gifts and sent cards and sung celebration songs to cheer people on. 
Her face has been a comfort. Her hands will be remembered fondly. How they looked, how they loved. Her specific smell will still be remembered in 70 years. Her voice is the sound of home. You may hate her, but no one else does. It turns out that experiences of strength in our bodies, feeling the movement that we make in space can influence the way we feel about our bodies. And this is what, oh, her name's McBride. Yay. Our mind and body together are intricately interwoven and together are still parts of who we are. This is why when we don't like our bodies, we feel badly about our whole selves. Or when we feel really powerful in our bodies, just change your body position. You'll see there's a difference to how you feel like this and how you feel like this, right? We feel really powerful in ourselves. If our identity is just as much of our bodies as it is our minds and thoughts, then we can use our bodies to help us experience power in a way that is just as important to the self as having thoughts and ideas or words that make us feel powerful. Wow. Guys, I hope that you replay that over and over as you move into a positive relationship with this part of her, this part of she, this part of you. And in order to do that, we treat each other with care, the same way we would treat anybody else that we loved. We treat our bodies with the same kind of care and compassion and um priority. And so creating self-care practices, that might be, you know, finding those places of gratitude that we can walk a mile, that our body carries us to that place where we get to show up in our best selves, that we practice things that um, nurture the physical presence, the physical parts of us. And then beginning to change the story about our body. And in my program that I am going to be telling you more about, um, I engage in the practice of Christ-centered yoga on a very regular basis. And I began doing this practice actually for my own <laughs> mental well-being. Um, and I love the components that yoga um, has. It's intentional practice of connecting our entire being, body, mind, and spirit with God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The systems of yoga is built on three main structures, exercise, breathing, and meditation, mind, body, spirit. Christ-centered yoga brings all three structures together with complete focus on connecting to Christ so that you can experience the healing power of God and, and begin to change not only your body, mind, and spirit, but also your life from the inside out. It puts Mark 1230 into life. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And so I began doing this practice just for my own well-being, physically and mentally, and understanding and beginning to understand that spiritual component as well. And then I realized all the empirical research of how it incorporates all three of these things, positive body imaging, um, no shame, no gain, right? Um, and the ability for the mind to really 
turn off that anxious overdrive fight, flight, or freeze system in your brain. And then that spiritual meditative practice of reconnecting up to a power source greater than me, that I, I'm more than just this being on this planet, right? And so um, I began having my clients um, begin the practice of yoga too, especially the ones that were, you know, dealing with grief and loss and anxiety and depression because it has such impact in that as well. But we can act our way into a place of peacefulness. Um, and so then I just decided that I was going to go get certified as a Christ-centered holy yoga instructor it had beginning practicing um, incorporating this into a therapeutic practice as well. Okay. And then lastly, ladies, let's get to our spirit. We all have not only a relationship with ourselves in our mind, we also have a relationship with our body and we all have a relationship with a power greater than ourselves outside of ourselves connected to the power in us of the Holy spirit. So the spirit that resides in us is in communion and connection and contact with the creator of that spirit, God. So we engage in some kind of spiritual practices and disciplines that keep that connection on a daily basis. And a lot of people find different approaches to that. And I'm just going to name a few. Um, prayer, meditation, maybe just sitting and breathing. The Bible says that our breath is given to us by God. He breathes it into us. It causes life. And life comes from God. And so sometimes when we get just really still and just focus on our breath, it is that spiritual place of us, right? Solitude, stillness, worship, body movement that can also be connected to the intentional act of giving back and gratitude and thankfulness. I mean, I guess that's what David was doing when he was dancing before the Lord. I'm not sure. Singing. Just being out in creation. Um, not for the purpose of anything, but just noticing. Being curious. Being present. Scripture reading. Journaling. Community and service. Um, deepening educational understanding of um, holy um, writing, fasting. And all of these can be acts of connection because when we get to a place of connection in our spirit, that we know that we as spiritual beings in the image of God are all interconnected with one another and to this bigger thing, God, then it, it settles that connection and belonging that we're hardwired to have. We're, we're made to connect and live in connection with others and God. And when we practice these disciplines, we get to that place of 
settling that belonging need that we're designed for, feeling a place of connection that we're able to do together things that are greater than ourselves apart. And it also gives us the understanding of our worth and value, purpose and calling, that we're not just blood and guts, that we have a higher meaning, a higher calling, a higher purpose. And we find those through those daily disciplines of connection to that spiritual part of ourselves. So guys, these are some of the um, tips and um, tricks um, and um, things that I would like for you to begin thinking about incorporating for yourself in the new year. Keep showing up in this group because we're going to continue to offer you those. But let me tell you about some opportunity that I think a lot of you might really want to do a deeper dive with. Beginning January 16th, right after the launch of the new year, we are launching the Exceedingly Living in Mind, Body, and Spirit Abundance group for women. Yes, we're going to keep this public forum. It's free of charge. I want you to stay here. But some of you are going to want to go deeper and want to actually have the how-tos, not just the what's. And we each week for four months, 16 weeks, will go deeper in each one of these categories. So each week you'll get um, my video that also has curriculum for the mind, for the body, and for the spirit every week. So 16 modules. You'll get to meet with me, not only live weekly in the group where all the other women will be with us virtually, but you'll also get one-on-one coaching with me as well. You'll be invited to a private Facebook group um, where you will get to have my weekly live stream yoga full practice, one hour every week. I'll probably invite some of my other Christ-centered yoga instructors to do guest appearances as well. You'll hear my live tips and encouragement to um, start off or kick off the week with what the curriculum is going to entail. And it's also where we're going to host maybe some surprise show up visits with other professionals, guided prayers, anything. So if you're looking for a community of women that's closely knit in a private, very confidential setting with me, the Exceedingly program is there and available for you beginning January 16th. Again, a four month, 16 week um, deeper dive into what really the how to's on how you do that. So if you're thinking you want to have some bumper guards of you know, some accountability and support and community of others is perfect for you. So I want you to think about it because obviously we have six weeks to prepare to kick off. But if you want to get with me, Dr. Shannon at shannonrobertscounseling.com is my email. 
Or you can just private DM me or maybe even drop in this chat I'm in. I'll get with you so we can go over the fine details of what the program is and what your next steps are. And I am so looking to um, joining forces in this interconnected, beautiful friend community to help you go deeper into your abundant living mind, body, spirit for the new years of 2023. It's been my pleasure to share with you today. For those of you that stayed in and hunkered down, thank you. For those of you that are listening to this now, kind of after the fact live stream, I am anxiously awaiting your contact. Until then, Dr. Shannon signing off, and we will see you back in the group. And the next webinar that I'll be presenting this material on is going to be after Christmas. It's the Tuesday after Christmas. I don't know if that's the 28th or 29th, but we'll be posting it in the group. If this is information that you might want other friends or families to hear, invite them to be a part of this group. It's free. Just go under to the group. There's a little invite button. You can invite them. If you're thinking that you maybe want to kind of gather some of your friends together, that you want to do this live and in person with maybe three or four of your friends in your home and using this as the structure, more power to you. Think big. Think abundantly. Think beyond what you can ask or imagine in overflowing fullness, plentiful, great quantities, so above vanilla, so much more than adequate or sufficient. Begin the process now to make 2023 your year. And it'd be my honor to help you walk through that. Until next time, beautiful friends, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, love leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.